Hello, hello. Yeah. You know, um, well, it's not Thanksgiving Day anymore, but it was yesterday. But um, 30 years ago, on a Thanksgiving Day in America, a bright young woman was born. That was me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Um, yeah. Oh, are you guys excited for tomorrow night? <laughs> um, man, tonight's going to be fun. Um, yeah, I really want to share with you guys something that has kind of just been really on my heart for... But the last month, it's just been kind of burning in my thoughts, burning in my heart. Uh, something I've really had to kind of wrestle with, think through. Yeah, so it's going to be good. So we're going to talk about that tonight. So um, everybody, if you would, open your Bibles to Proverbs, please. I like that response. That's good. Yeah, Proverbs. Um, So the verse we're going to read is really short, and a lot of us probably know it by heart, but I want us to look at it on the page and say it out loud together anyways, not just from our memory. So look at Proverbs 3, verse (laughs) 5. Yeah. Okay, let's all read it together. One, two, three, go. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Yeah, Father, I thank you, God, that uh, we come to you in this season of Thanksgiving and uh, that we are so blessed to be at a church that doesn't just have one season of Thanksgiving, that we remember your praise, we remember your promises, we remember the good things that you've done, and we give thanks to you at all times, God, and I thank you for that. I just pray tonight, Lord, that you would open our hearts, that we would be able to fully understand the word that you're going to speak to us tonight. So I just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, Yeah, so for the past uh, month, I've been reading this book. Uh, it's called The Servant. Uh, is it James Hunter? Who's reading it? James Hunter? Yeah, I really recommend that you guys all read it. It's, um, it's, huh? What the? <laughs> it's, uh, it's a really good book. Um, totally fully by choice that I decided to read it. Um, but I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. Um, but, the book is about servant leadership and uh, leading through serving. Um, a lot of the main points is like love and being an example and listening and things like that. But um, there was one just kind of random phrase in the book that isn't really part of the main idea. It's just one thing. But, man, it gripped me. And the phrase is, trust first, understand later. And when I read it, I was like, yes, that's good. Highlight. Keep reading. So I highlighted it. And, uh, and then as I kept reading it, just I couldn't get that phrase on my head. You know, trust first, understand later. Trust first, understand later. And it just kept coming up, kept coming up. And, you know, I was really starting to get a lot of revelation on it and kind of starting to get a grasp for it. And then 
um, the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I realized that I was not getting a grasp. And it's like, what, what does this mean? Really, under, you know, trust first, understand later. I don't even know. So I really had to begin to wrestle with it. And so that's kind of what we're going to do tonight, dig into what that phrase is. Um, but before we do that, we need to define what that means, right? Define trust, define understanding. So uh, number one, trust, defined in the dictionary, is assured reliance on the character, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something. Um, some synonyms, it's important to understand. Um, synonyms for trust is confidence, reliance, belief, faith. So essentially, when we're talking about trust, we're talking about faith. So that's important to understand. Um, number two, the other thing we're going to define is understanding. And uh, the dictionary says that understanding is a mental grasp or the power of comprehending or the power of to make experience intelligible by applying concepts and categories. It's kind of a mouthful. But um, using these two definitions, I kind of want us to think about um, how we apply trust and understanding to certain situations in our life. So how do we view the world how do we view our life? How do we view God? How do we view our relationships, um, you know, on the basis of this idea of trust and understanding? Um, and really, as I was kind of thinking about that, just, you know, basically, in any given situation or relationship or whatever it might be, we have to come to an understanding um, about how to view it. So, we need to decide if we're going to trust in a situation, right? We look at the situation. Do we trust it? We, we hear a word. Do we trust that word? We meet a person or have a relationship with a person. Do we trust that person? Um, and so we analyze these things, decide if it's trustworthy or not. And then, yeah, so we have learned to look at all of the factors regarding a situation and use that to make a conclusion, right? Are you awake? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, for example, um, you work at a company and your boss says, we're going to open a new branch in Russia. <laughs> okay? That's for you, Westfall. We're going to open a new branch in Russia, and I want you to move there. So we have to, so if you're in that situation, you look at that situation at all the factors surrounding it and say, can I trust this or not? So you have to think, is it safe for me? Do I trust my boss as a person? Is this going to um, be beneficial? If I do this, what are the consequences? Uh, how do I feel about it? Do I want to move to Russia? Um, we go through all these things that we think about it, and then we come to a decision. Either it's, yes, boss, I trust you. I'm going to move to Russia. Or, no, thank you, I'm not going to move to Russia. Okay? So whether, um, whether or not we know what we're doing, basically we follow the idea that if I comprehend, 
and I understand something, then I will be able to trust in it once I know. Make sense? Right. So you guys are kind of, you're following me, right? It's very important that you follow this and completely understand what I'm saying so that when I tell you that this is totally backwards, you're going to know. This is totally backwards, okay? Our way of going about thinking and trusting and understanding is completely backwards. Mm. So remember when I said before that faith essentially is trust, right? Um, Hebrews 11 tells us that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So we have been thinking that if we can understand a certain situation first, then we can put our trust into it. But if we analyze something, we come to an understanding we have basically just eliminated the need for trust. We completely eliminated the need for faith because we already understand it. We already see it. We already comprehend it. So when we understand first, there is no trust. So... Yeah, the way that we, um, yeah, it's just logical reasoning at that point. It's not, it's not, it's not trust, it's not faith. Um, so we've learned through all of this, we've kind of gone through all of this, and, and this is in our head. This is the way that a lot of us grew up. This is the way we grew up thinking, this is the way we grew up doing things, how we're used to it. But we need to not do it like this any longer. We can't keep living in this way of backwards thinking, backwards understanding, right? Um, so I want us to kind of look in the scripture, dig through the scripture, and uh, see how it compares to how we've been doing it and what we need to do. Um, so remember when I said that understanding is a mental grasp or the power of comprehending, right? But Proverbs 9.10 I'm going to read it to you in the NASB version because it's a little bit more better, powerful. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Anyway, Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So we've kind of had this thought before that understanding is something I can get in my brain. It's something that is connected to my feelings. It's connected to my my understanding of a situation, my analyzations. Is that a word? Wow, seriously, when you're up here, it's like, it just kind of shuts off a little bit, you know? <laughs> it really does. It's a good thing that everything's written down. <laughs> analyzations. Um, <laughs> is that what it is? No, it's not. It's analyzations. <laughs> I went to college, people. I went to college. <laughs> wow. That's on podcast. <laughs> I don't even know where I am. Oh, man. Yes. So, 
we think that understanding is in our brain. Understanding is something that we can come up with. But the word says that understanding is the knowledge of the Holy One. It's the knowledge of the Holy One. And to have understanding in a situation doesn't mean that I understand it based on my feelings or my thoughts or what I can see. It means that I have knowledge of the Holy One in any particular situation. And, you know, all throughout Proverbs, it talks about gain understanding, get understanding, get wisdom, get knowledge, all these things, right? And what it's talking about is not understanding with our brain. It's talking about get understanding, the knowledge of the Holy One. And so we need to remember that, that it's, it's all about God. Um, also, I'm going to read for you uh, Matthew 13, verse 15. Uh, It says, For the people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart. Again, we have viewed understanding as something that happens in our mind, but the scripture tells us that it's in the heart, right? It doesn't have anything to do with our mind or our intellect. Uh, Proverbs 2, 2 also says, incline your heart to understanding. Mm. So understanding isn't a part of our thoughts or ideas, but it's the knowledge of God. And it's not in our mind, but rather it's in our hearts. And um, another one of the things that we've learned and been walking in, we've just kind of learned how to do as a habit, is that um, after having all the facts and being able to comprehend and understand a situation, then I feel like I can trust it, but not before, right? I mean, our parents tell us, like, don't trust strangers, don't just trust, don't just jump into something, we have to understand it, right? Um, That's how we've been walking out a lot of situations. We don't just jump in, we don't just do something without trusting, because that's foolish. Now, don't get me wrong. There are situations that you should not just jump into, okay? We do need to think and be, be smart people, but we cannot jump in with understanding first. Um, I want us to take a look at Ephesians 4, verse 18. Everybody open it up, please. Ephesians 4.18. Let's just all read together, because I want to hear you speak. Okay, Ephesians 4.18, ready to go? They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, due to the hardness of their heart. Mm-hmm. So the context of this passage isn't actually talking about trust, but I want to look at it anyways in regards to what it says about understanding in that um, they were darkened in their understanding. And I looked up the Greek word for darkened. I really like looking up. I'm telling you, it changes the way that you understand the Bible. When you see it in Hebrew or in Greek, it's so fun. So fun. So do it. (laughs) 
Um, so the, the, the Greek word for darken actually meant blind. It's blinded. So they were blinded in their understanding. And they couldn't receive it. Why? Because they had hardened their hearts. And so we do the same thing when we try to understand a situation first. Right? When we understand it, we go for the cognitive understanding. Like I said before, we close the door for trust. We close the door for faith. And by doing that, we close our hearts. We harden our hearts. Um, and actually, this is the best part. This is the most fun for me. When I looked up this Greek word for hardness, I'm going to make you say it. Because Lisa made us sing in Hebrew, so now we're going to speak in Greek. It is... Porao. Say it. Roll your R. Porao. Pretty sure. Uh, that is the word for hardness. And the definition of that actually means to lose the power of understanding. Isn't that crazy? Not only, they didn't just harden their heart, they lost the power to understand. So when we try to get understanding first and we try to go about it our own way, ironically, we lose the thing that we're trying to get. <laughs> it's all this crazy cycle, right? So if we try to understand first, we eliminate the need for trust. We harden our heart. And we're not able to gain understanding anyways. So we are just left confused with hardened hearts. <laughs> I know what that feels like. I'm sure you all know what that feels like, right? God, I don't understand. And then we try to find the understanding, and we don't get anywhere. <laughs> but if we trust first, we keep our hearts open. God will reveal understanding to us. The understanding that is the knowledge of the Holy One. And by doing that, by letting him speak understanding to us, by keeping our hearts open for trust, we strengthen the testimony that we have. We strengthen our ability to trust. We strengthen our ability to receive understanding. And then it's just a cycle that keeps going, right? We keep our heart open for trust. We get understanding of the Holy One, and we can trust him more because we love him more. And then we get more understanding. And then we can keep our heart open to trust more. So it's this cycle that keeps going. Um, I want us to just kind of, I'm going to share with you from Numbers 13 and 14, the story of when Moses sent out the, the 12 leaders as spies to go um, into the land of Canaan. And you can see in this story very visibly how there is the one group that has understanding first and the other group has trust first, understand later. So um, in this story, right, they go out um, to Canaan. They spy it out for 40 days. They come back and we have the two different responses. The first response from the understand first group is the 10 people. They said, yes, this land has milk and honey. It's good. But the people are really strong. The walls are fortified and they're big. And the descendants of Anak are there. That means they're giants. Okay? Like, no. 
we're not going. Um, they were looking at it according to their understanding. Uh, the trust first response from Joshua and Caleb was that, yes, we should go there, even if they are big, even if the, the walls are fortified, we should go there because we can overcome them. We can overcome, right? They were trusting first, even though what they saw with their eyes was the same thing that the other people saw. It was all the same, but it's just a different response of the heart. So after they said that, the understand first group responded back and they said, look, why don't you understand? These people are gigantic and we should not go there. Okay. And um, they're stronger than us. We can't overcome them. And then they said, I wish we just would have died in the desert. <laughs> I know. Let's go back to Egypt. Let's become slaves again. And then they literally said, who wants to be our leader and take us back to slavery? <laughs> Foolishness. Yes. In response to that, the trust first people, right? Joshua and Caleb, they said, no. The Lord delights in us. He made us this promise. He's going to bring us there. We have the power. We have the covering. We have the promise. They don't have the protection that we have. And so when we go in there, we will overcome them. Um, so in trying to understand first, before trusting the promise that the Lord uh, had already spoken to them, the people hardened their hearts so much that like we learned, they could not get the understanding. And actually, they regressed in what they knew, right? They started out saying, I don't think we should go there because they're strong and the walls are big. And then their hearts hardened even more, and then they ended up saying, let's return to slavery. I wish I was dead in the wilderness, right? But Joshua and Caleb, because they kept their heart open, they grew even more in the promise that the Lord had spoken to them. They were more solidified in what God had said to them. So when we rely on our own attempts to understand, we will fail. That's, it's just as easy as that. Um, so I was going to kind of share with you guys a story about myself having to, you know, experience this... Um, you know, understanding on my own and going through that and having a hardened heart and all these things, right? But I'm not going to because this is not a one-time story kind of thing, <laughs> right? It, it, it's not. It's not for me. It's not for any of us. Trust is not something that we do one time and then we've done it and then now we can move on to the next level. Learning how to trust first and understand later is something that we take into every situation. We take into every new level. It takes us to trust first and understand later to even get into the next level. Right? So every time we have relationships with people, we have to learn how to trust first and understand later. Every time we work with someone. We have to learn how to trust first. Every time God speaks something to us about who we are, we have to learn how to trust first. 
So it's not one thing that, that, you know, like healing and deliverance, you have an issue, you're delivered, and then you're over it. It's not like that. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's like daily. Seriously. Um, you know, since I've started kind of um, thinking about this, reflecting on this, talking to some of my close friends about it, now that they all know that the Lord is speaking this to me, they also speak it to me. So I talk to a friend and I'm like, oh, I don't understand. Cassandra, trust first, understand later. Oh. <laughs> like, once, once, this is going to start happening to you too, because I'm telling you tonight, trust first, understand later. Now it's in your head. You're not going to be able to stop thinking about it. Every time a situation comes up that I'm faced with this, I do. I think about it. I got to trust first. I can't go based on my own thoughts. I can't go based on my own understanding, right? And then everyone else who's in here too, you're going to say it to each other. So now when you talk to each other, you're going to trust first understand later. It's going to build us up. <laughs> um, but when I, you know, when I do this, um, going through this, it feels like it applies to pretty much every, every situation, every situation that we have to go through. You know, all the time I question, Lord, I don't understand something. And he just says to me, Cassandra, trust first, understand later. You know, God, I don't understand where you're calling me to or what you're calling me to right now. Just trust first. Keep your heart open. Let me reveal myself to you as the Holy One. God, I don't understand sonship sometimes. Cassandra, just trust first. Understand later. God, I don't understand why I'm not married yet. Cassandra, just trust. And it's gotten to the point now where it doesn't even finish. He doesn't even say understand later. He just stops at just trust first. I love it. Uh, you know, honestly, it can feel frustrating sometimes to... Um, kind of always be in that wrestling, you know, to, um, I don't understand. And I can't, you know, God is telling me not to grasp something on my own, not to understand it, not to research it, not to analyze it, not to dig into it. That's what he's telling us. And that can feel really frustrating. But the hope in that is that when we do it, when we trust first and keep our heart open for understanding, he is faithful to give us the the knowledge, the understanding. He's faithful to, you know, bring us to where we need to go. And he's faithful to show us what we need to know. We may not, you know, it may not be in the way that we're asking or it may not be in, in the way we think it's going to be, but he's always faithful. Um, and, you know, for us, we've already taken the hardest step of faith, the hardest trusting. We've already done it. You know, for us that we believe in Jesus, that to think about cognitively 
doesn't make sense, right? It seems foolish. It seems impossible. It seems like a story. It doesn't seem like it could be real. But we trusted first. And we have been letting the understanding come to us as he continues to reveal himself to us, you know? So we've already made the hardest step of trust. Now we just need to continue to make the little ones. So right now, I, I just want us to reflect before the Lord and um, really think about areas that we may be trying to get understanding on our own. You know, is there an area that you don't understand right now? Is there something in your life that God is calling you to that you just don't get? Is there a waiting that you're having to do that you don't understand why you have to wait? Is there a word that he's spoken over your life that you can't get a grasp for, that you just need to trust? Is there something that you're having a hard time submitting to? You know, submission is faith. So submission is trust. So when I say trust first, understand later, you can put in submit first, understand later. Whether it be submitting to God or a spiritual authority God has put over us, are we trusting first or are we relying on our own understanding? I want everybody just to kind of close your eyes and really think about this for a second. You know, for me, I, I constantly have to Actually, you know, sometimes also there is a situation or something that you trust first and you're waiting for the understanding. And in the waiting for the understanding, you're not understanding. And so the tendency that we have or the temptation that we have is to then begin to find the understanding on our own even after we've trusted Trusting is also waiting. And, you know, for me, that's, that, that's been something that uh, is with my headaches, my migraines, that, you know, I feel like back when I was uh, at IHOP and I had massive migraines, that I feel like that I was healed. But I didn't see it, but I was just trusting. You know, I just trusted that word, that I'm healed. I trusted those prayers. And then every time you get a migraine, it's hard to trust that word. You know, every time you see something that doesn't look like what it's supposed to, it doesn't look like that, it's easy to regress and go back on that. And it's something that I've had to, you know, continuously just trust again, trust again, trust again. 
um, and put aside all my own analyzations, throw it away and just trust again that he's healing you, you know? And that's what we need to do also. That's what you need to do too. If there's something that you're not understanding, just sit before the Lord. You know, God, I trust you. I don't get it. But I trust that you're going to reveal yourself to me. God, I don't understand why it looks like I don't have the provision that you said you're providing. But I trust you. I don't know, God, what you're calling me to. I don't know why I'm here in Korea. I don't know what it is that you want from me. I, I can't understand. And the Lord's just saying, trust me first. Trust that I already have all the details in place. Trust that I've already set it all up. Trust that I've placed you here for your good. Trust that I'm with you. I'm near you. Don't try to get it out of your own reasoning. Don't try to look at the situation and say, okay, it looks like you're providing for me. It looks like I can get a grasp. Don't look at it in the physical. Just trust. You know, maybe some of you also have a hard time with sonship. And you need to just trust that your spiritual father loves you. That he has the details set out also. That he knows how he's leading you. He's got your best interest in mind. God, I thank you that when we come before you, Father, with an open heart to trust and to lean not on our own understanding, I thank you, God, that you keep our hearts open, that we could receive understanding. And the understanding, Father, that we receive is the knowledge of who you are as the Holy One. That every time we choose to trust instead of finding out an answer on our own, that we choose to know you more. It's not, a, it's not just trusting for nothing. It's trusting for everything. So I thank you, God, that even in this room tonight, God, that you are strengthening our hearts to trust. Father, that you are bringing us to a place of true understanding, not an understanding in our mind, not an understanding based on intellect, but one of you, one of your son, one of what you do in our lives. And I thank you, God, that you are going to continue to remind us 
to trust first and understand later. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.